0: Um, If you could pull like one lever inside of an Amazon business, typically um, to create the most growth, like where would you say I'm going to focus on this today because I need to produce growth? What would you do? Hey, if you don't know who we are, my name is Seth Stevens, and that's Sean Hart. We are the founders of PostPurchasePro.com, which helps Amazon sellers create a lot more sales using email and text marketing. For context, though, in the last 12 years, we've created numerous successful businesses, earned millions in profits in the process, and we've sold several of those businesses for huge payday. Sean? Seth and I want to
1: share this content to help other Amazon entrepreneurs just like you become more successful using the same marketing strategies that's helped us hit $1 million per month on Amazon in less than two years of starting our private label business. Sit back and relax, my friend, because I have nothing for sale today. It's all value. We're going to be sharing more strategies than ever on this podcast because we really love this platform. Make sure you follow this show so you don't miss out. Let's dive into it now. Welcome to the Post-Purchase Pro Podcast. This is the only podcast that dives deep into post-purchase marketing to help Amazon sellers increase sales, ranking, reviews, and profits. It's everything that happens after the initial sale that makes a difference. We call this the back end. This is the Post-Purchase Pro Podcast, and
0: today we are back again with uh, a swapped co-host. Instead of Sean, we have Danny, which is our marketing director. So super excited to have you back with us, Danny. Also, we have a great guest with us, Mr. Adam Schaefer or Schaffer. You tell me, Adam. Uh, but Adam is the president of Omni Channel uh, Distribution, and those guys are approaching Amazon and e-commerce in a completely different way than uh, than most other people out there. So I'm excited to dig in and kind of learn what you guys do and we can kind of get into the weeds about what makes somebody successful on the platform and and all around Um, How do you grow in this space that's becoming more crowded? So Adam, welcome to the show. Let's uh, let's kind of dig in. How did you become the uh,
2: president of Omnichannel Distribution? Well, first of all, thanks for having me on the show. I'm, I'm really excited to be here and great to meet you guys. I'm, you know, really interested in what you guys also do um, in addition to you know, talking about and bringing information to the Amazon um, sellers. So I think, you know, thank you for that. Um, I'm the president of Omnichannel Distribution and we are a brand accelerator for e-commerce marketplaces, predominantly Amazon because it's the biggest in the US and and really in North America, but um, we do um, help brands on Walmart and eBay and some niche um, marketplaces also. We do also help with Shopify sites where that's needed, but the, the big the big focus is much more Amazon than anything else. And we work with brands that are known brands. We work with brands that are mid-sized brands and up and coming, and then we work with you know, brand new brands. We don't care if it's private label. We don't care if it's a well-known brand. We care if there's a story to be told about the brand, if, if, if the brand owners are passionate about the brand. And it, you know if they're looking for growth and brand protection and um, acceleration, so we're not really the guys that build and create the new products. Although you know we've done a bunch of our own in the past, we really prefer to work with brands. And where it's hard to be an expert in everything, and today you have to be an expert in so many different areas of the cycle to be really good at Amazon. Um, you know, we're, we're there to help, you know, so that's what we do. We have about 30 different brands under management. Uh, we'll do about $70 million. Well, we, we ended the year about cl- close to 70 million. We'll do about a hundred million this year. We have some great brands. We started out selling technology brands and working with technology manufacturers because most of our team came from the, the technology world, but we're now in about 11 different categories. Um, and, and so we've been really mixing it up and products outside of technology could be a lot more fun because they don't change as often.
0: So I love it. So, Adam, when you say you work with a brand or you are helping brands accelerate, what are you guys doing? Like,
2: are you uh, well, I'll just let you I'll just let you answer it. Go ahead, Adam. Yeah. So, I mean, it's great. We are a full service. Think of a full service Amazon um, agency from the management of Seller Central if that's what you need help with. And there's a lot of modules within Seller Central, um, you know, to the advertising, to the copy. So all the creative uh, advertising strategy, um, pricing strategy. But then there's the day-to-day ongoing Amazon maintenance of customer service and questions from customers. And there's a timer that's on all this. As you guys, if you're in, the biz and on Seller Central, you have to respond and you have to respond within a certain time. In fact, almost everything you do is on the meter on Amazon. And so bring it to the next big meter. We are also the logistics for our brand partners. We either ship it for them from our facility or we send it up to Amazon's FBA for them and store it there. We sticker it, sometimes we'll kit it, but we're responsible for the forecasting and the logistics. Outside of being an agency, and the big thing that makes us unique, outside that we're really good at what we do, is that we buy and sell the products. So we're, so many agencies will be out there and either help you in one area or another. There are full-service agencies, but we buy and sell the products. So instead of um, you know selling one at a time, the brand sells us a bunch at a time. Most brands, the bigger brands, mid-sized brands, are really good at selling pallets. They're not really built to sell ones at one at a time. Um, you know, some of the brands that are smaller brands are really good at creating product, but dealing with all that back end could be painful, um, not a lot of fun. And a lot of people get into this business because it is fun. It's a way to bring out, you know, this creativity, these ideas that you have. You know, you might enjoy a, a certain category or an area or a niche of an area, and say, "Wow, if there was only this thing." That would do this, you know. I'm in, I, I love riding bicycles, and if they if they only had this thing that would hold the cup this way, or the radio this way, or my GPS this way, or had the lights this way, it, it would be so cool to have. And they have all these things, but nothing does exactly this. And I bet you, if I could tell that story, it would solve a lot of problems for people. And so that's where a lot of these you know product ideas come from. And but do you, do you want to do the accounting for that? Do you want to reconcile an Amazon statement? Do you want to go and chase Amazon through cases and talk Amazon Ease for products that maybe were lost or can't be found in some of their warehouses as they're transferring things around? And the answer is it, it, it's not fun, but it's got to be done. And so, you know, we're the folks that manage all of that while you spend the time thinking up the next great product. Wow, that's great, so Adam,
0: you deal with almost every area imaginable on Amazon because of the nature of your business, so when you start working with somebody, like where are you seeing like the biggest opportunity for um, them to grow like what is the average seller totally missing?
2: Oh, I mean it's not that they might not be missing it today like if they started, but staying current with Amazon is a big deal, and it changes, and you guys know it changes by. You know the day potentially um they also come up with new rules of engagement and and maybe they're not black and white they they in fact they might be black and white but it's hard to interpret them and you interpret them by doing it and so because we do it so often and we're part of the community and we're always asking questions we're sharing information so what was really good practice today might not be good practice tomorrow and that was seen with the reviews, and you know, uh, you know, with a bunch of folks getting thrown off the platform for the way they went about getting reviews. So, um, opportunity-wise, I think the advertising is changing radically, and and now that sellers are starting to get really good at understanding how to manage and market on Amazon, video, video advertising on Amazon has become much more important, and then off-site. Advertising on Amazon has become much more important, and then social media slash influencers has become much more important. So, you you know, I I would say that if you're not doing all of that, you're probably missing something because it's not necessarily one ad that's going to get somebody. It's hitting them from many different angles, especially if you're launching a product. So it's, it's you know I think there's so much opportunity in the advertising, marketing, and creating a following for your brand.
1: Just wanted to take a quick moment to ask a huge favor. We don't sell anything on the show because we just want to provide you with the best content and then let you get on with your day.
0: As an Amazon seller, you know how important reviews are. And this podcast is no different. I would be forever grateful if you could take 30 seconds and leave us a review on your podcast app right now so we can help more sellers just like you. Thank you. Now let's get back into the show. That's that's great, Adam, because um, going back into
3: my timeline, I've actually done both routes. I, I used to do a uh, private label with wet wipes. And, and like you said, majority of the private label, we only focus on high quantities, right? Pallets and everything like that. We can't really, we, we don't really touch base with actually building the brand up, right? And compared to another business that, that I worked with, with vitamins, right? Vitamins are more specific to that brand, and and bringing the attention that 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 the consumer needs to why we build our vitamins. So it, it's amazing that you you go both with private labels, you work with them to to, to break down their game plan, and also uh, with smaller brands to to break down that game plan, right? So going back, what, what do you think the biggest issue between both of them um, have? You can compare apples to oranges what do you think what do you think the biggest issue that that sellers have before they uh they reach you adam it, it's um
2: in in some in some cases it could be that the supply chain has really um, made things difficult for them because now it's hard where it, it maybe they needed to carry three months of inventory um they have to carry six months of inventory and you know I, I i double it but it could be that long because it takes longer now to get things up to amazon and in stock and ready to go and it takes more time for products to come in and get delivered and then in many cases the private labeler has to actually assemble this if they don't have somebody assembling it or getting it for them and some of them do it themselves some of them form it out so every step along the way has gotten longer and in in most cases more expensive so um i i think that Everybody is is dealing with that and and helping them plan around that. Some of it is capital and being able to buy more stuff, but um, unfortunately, you know, I think you just got to plan further in advance. And the, the goal is on Amazon: don't be out of stock. You know, yeah. if you're out of stock, you can't sell it, and if you can't sell it, you're not going to have a ranking. And you invest a fortune in advertising, and then you go dark for a month. you, you know, you can maintain that ranking, and Amazon is is trying to. Not just blow out the ranking, but you're out of stock. As long as you're regularly in stock, but if you're, you know, you know, you know, in stock, out of stock, in stock, out of stock, they're not, and then you lose your your ranking position, which kind of sucks after you spend a hey, lot of money. Adam, on Adam,
0: that's a really good point. Um, one of the things that you mentioned, which is really interesting, is that you guys actually buy and sell the inventory. So that means that the brand, um, as far as I understand, it doesn't carry as much risk as they normally would. Can you explain a little bit more about that?
2: Yes. Am I moving? But I'm not. I will fix that again. this in changing. Sorry, folks. Uh, I don't know if this has gotten better or you not. Go. Okay. I'm back. So um, we you know, we, we do our model is we buy and sell. E- again, we do agency, we like agency because you know, we don't have to put up our capital, but when we believe in a brand and you know we, we know that there's like so we'll buy and sell the products you think about if you were selling one P to Amazon um, you know, Amazon places a purchase order and they sell it, but then they kind of have the ability to affect your brand positively and negatively. Um, a lot of it is positive, but some of it could be negative with regard to pricing and other stuff. And so what we do is we work together as a team, as an extension of your team. And we, th- we then buy it, make sure it stays in stock Um Pay you for the products, and um, we ha- are able to keep the products in stock in our warehouse and listed as Prime with our seller fulfilled Prime badge, while we're shipping products up to Amazon. So the great news is if we can get up to Amazon and keep it in stock at Amazon, and there's no break in the chain anywhere, great because it's still much more efficient to get it up there and leverage their shipping prices. But Temporarily, while it's getting up there, if it's not up there for sale yet, we could ship it Seller-Fulfilled Prime from our warehouse. And the issue is, costs a little bit more in freight, um, but it's not a long-term play. You're doing it until you, you're getting the product up to FBA.
0: I really, really like that. That's totally different than a lot of agencies out there. So you guys kind of approach it a little bit differently. So, um, Adam, um, before we kind of move to the last segment of our show, I was going to ask you like. Um, if you could pull like one lever inside of an Amazon business typically um, to create the most growth, like where would you say, I'm gonna focus on this today because I need to produce growth. What would you do?
2: That is awesome. It comes down to, you know for, for me, it would be is the product um, is the product a product a replenishment product? Is it something that um, you're gonna buy over and over again? I mean, you were in the um, in the vitamin business. I mean, I, I imagine that if you have a good brand in the vitamin business, um, and and um, it's something that people maybe every month have to buy or every two months have to buy. I, I think I'd get aggressive on, on my advertising almost immediately because I want to get this seeded out. Also, are your products in any other channel? Are your products in retail at all? Maybe for the private labels born on Amazon, it's not. But I think anything with any type of replacement, like a filter, needs to go into an air, for, uh, air you know, an air filter, um, and it gets changed every quarter or every month or every two months. Or it's a coffee bean product, and you're buying it monthly. I think right now you get aggressive with advertising, you get aggressive with video, you get aggressive with uh, po- post-sale marketing because you want to sell your brand, and that is where you can get the lifetime value. You might not. Own that customer, but you own your relationship as a brand with that customer and you want to keep that going. And this is where you get your lifetime value. You're you're not gonna get it from the one-hit wonder. So I think A, think about other things that could be added on to your product, even if it's not something that's a replenishable, build your brand so there are product extensions that you could sell that could get you additional um, leverage from your brand. Also, when you come out with a new product. Leverage the brand and try to make it so that you could link it um, or twist it or make it a variation of something that you have already because it's the lowest cost advertising is to be able to market on the page that's getting the traffic ready. If you have to create a brand new ASIN from scratch and get brand new reviews from scratch, it's doable, but it is like you know, it's a monumental effort compared to riding the success of something you have already.
0: Wow, that's a really good tip. So, what you're saying is. Um, If you roll out a new product, maybe create it um, as like a variation of your original product. So that way you can have a variation listing. You have a parent-child relationship. So the listing that's already getting traffic will then bleed over and give your new listing traffic. And actually one of the strategies, Adam, that we've used a lot is to launch a product that way. And then Mm -hmm. you can spin it off into its own listing um, after it's ranked and you have some traction. So really great um, thought. And then also your other point about, LTV, the lifetime value of the customer. So what we do a lot of times, Adam, is we're looking at the data that a lot of Amazon sellers ignore. Um, at Post Purchase Pro, we're looking at how can we say, okay, we know that Adam's going to buy Danny's supplement today. So our A cost to acquire that customer was 50%. Mm-hmm. But also we can look at it 90 days from now and see that Adam bought three more times. So his true A cost of acquiring Adam was only like 15%. So, it's a much different scenario when you have that data. So when we really take LTV seriously, so I love that you touch on that because it's not how many or how much did it cost you to acquire that customer, it is how much did it acquire, um, cost to acquire that customer plus all the profit that you're gonna make from them from um, the continued relationship, which oh, is it exactly- goes, it, goes
2: back, it goes back to the it. beginning of time on direct mail. I mean, we we would, how much money do we lose to acquire a customer Today it's much more. How much money do I make on the initial? Yep. And that's awesome, man. If I could do that, I'll. I would definitely want to do that. But historically, it was, you know, lose money because I know they're going to buy X times over a period. Usually, twelve months. You look at that lifetime value. You say, okay, it's worth investing. You're investing and building your customer base. A little bit different with Amazon, but if you're multi-channel, meaning you're selling on Amazon, you're selling through your own Shopify. it, it definitely could work, you know, it definitely could work, but it's the brand and building that brand and making sure that that brand doesn't get soiled um, out there. And you know, I've seen some products that I've never heard of before, born on Amazon absolutely just kill it better than brands that we grew up with, right? And brands yep. that we all knew and brands we might even go search. But the new up and comer on on Amazon knew how to play the game knew how to do the search words, knew how to buy the advertising and place the advertising. So they showed up and yep. had great content and won the game. So. Yep, um,
0: exactly. So you can go out there and beat the the big brands just by knowing how to play the game a little bit better. So Adam, as we um, uh, kind of head into the last segment of our show here, uh, we have a couple fun questions. Go ahead, Danny. Oh, wow. Fun. Yeah, Adam. The first one, um, what do you think your favorite
3: business book you've read before that helped you um, either grow or, or
2: maneuver through success through your time? What's your favorite okay. business? So the, the, the good news is I actually don't really read anymore. I think I became part of the ADD generation. I listen to these either podcasts or audio books. And the last one, um, and probably not the last one, but the best one that we actually applied to our company was Traction. Uh, and 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 I don't know if you read that one, but it's pretty popular. And, 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 you know, we have about, you know, small companies, sub 100 people, and, and we're growing rapidly and trying to get people to grow with us and develop and really run and be responsible for their areas, especially in the world of COVID, where we went from 100% in office to being remote to now being somewhat hybrid. You got to have great KPIs and a great management operating system. And so, you know, traction, provided us and then they have you know um books that would more cater to um the staff you know and the 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 uh, general team instead of just uh, uh, the management that they can read and really understand so we we made EOS uh, uh, entrepreneur um operating system kind of a uh, you know the our 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 way to work yeah that's amazing so somebody just um recommended that book as well we had
0: another guest that um that said traction and he actually said an even stronger statement than you he said traction saved my life so
2: yeah pretty
0: pretty it didn't
2: didn't save my life i bet but um i don't know if maybe if i was crossing the street and your car was going to hit me and the book saved me you know from that (laughs) but but I, i think i think what you when you hear it or you read it you know you'll sit there and say you know this is like common sense. Like, why wouldn't I do this? Like, you know, it's, it's unfortunately the, you know, a blinding glimpse of the obvious, but it's the discipline of it really um, that, that matters. And they, they made it very easy for you to organize yourself around yeah.
0: it. I love it. We're rereading that book right now, Adam. So uh, great recommendation. Um, the last question um, before we um, jump is, Adam, we always like to ask a fun one. Uh, what is a splurge purchase that you made that
2: you did not regret? Oh, my God. Well, I regret most when my wife finds it because it, it's, it's painful. I'm never really allowed to buy anything for myself. But the last splurge was uh, just recently a Lego that I claimed was for my daughter, but was really for us both because we both enjoy it. And, of course, it was the 18-year-old version that she struggles with. So I, of yeah. course, have to help her. And so that was my last splurge was Legos, guys, are not cheap. I don't know the last time oh, I bought not. one, but oh, my Lord. Yeah, but what? also, you
0: know, the activity with your daughter, you, uh, you can't really go wrong with that one. So that's been great. So, Adam, um, let's get out of here. But before we do, um, tell everybody where they can reach out to Channel Distribution, how they can engage great. you guys as an agency, um, or just how to reach out to Adam and say
2: hello. Um, but let's get this in the show notes because it's hard to write it without spelling it wrong, but it's OmnichannelDistribution.com. And actually, if you go there um, now or w- whenever you can, on the blog, there's a, um, a, a PDF that's kind of the checklist that's uh, the checklist to help you organize your life and your business for Prime Day, which is coming up in July. Uh, we hope Great. it's July 18th and 19th, but you can go there and get that, OmniChannelDistribution.com. Uh, and you can hit me on LinkedIn, just go to Adam Schaefer, S-H-A-F-F-E-R, and look for the bald, bearded guy, and I'm there. And I, I would to, get back to you right away. Adam, I'll have all of that in, info
3: in the show thank notes. Thank you very much. Thank you. Hello for the for the listeners and the and the viewers. I want to appreciate you for coming on this, uh, on the Post-Purchase Pro podcast with, um, with Seth and I. I know Sean isn't here, but I know he's here in spirit. So thank you, Adam,
2: from the bottom of our heart. We appreciate that, it. Thanks uh, for having me. Have a great one. Thanks, thanks very much.
1: Please take a second right now and share this podcast with someone you know that would find it valuable the fastest way for us all to grow is to grow together. And if you haven't followed our podcast yet, do that right now so you won't miss out. I'll see you on the next episode.